This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. Hello, welcome to today's episode of Smooth Operator. Hope you're having a good start to the week. This is um, coming out on a Monday, and over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be doing something a little interesting, a little different, um, as opposed to talking about kind of topics that have come up um, in my life as an operator. I'm going to be going into influence. So my experience with influence and the art of uh, persuasion really dates back to when I was going through PSYOP school. Um, I'm a former psychological operations specialist in the Army, and I did psychological warfare for many, many years uh, in various different types of theater. Um, everything from, you know, the, the classic leaflet stuff that you hear about and, you know, loudspeaker stuff to very, very strategic influence and in military deception. So it's something I've had a lot of experience in and... It's kind of um, when you start talking about influence and persuasion, a lot of people get icky about it. And I want to dispel those notions right out the gate. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being influential. There's nothing wrong with using tactics of persuasion. Um, as long as we're, you know, really the, the key you have to consider is are you using them for good? Are you using them for good intents? If you're doing that for a reason and, you know, the end result is good, you need to be using persuasion. We are all persuadable human beings that is just part of the human experience and so yeah anyway I just wanted to spell that notion once and for all there's nothing wrong with persuasion it shouldn't be an icky thing that people get weirded out by Um, even even the term psychological operations people get really weird when they hear that and really it's nothing more than social marketing and we're all very exposed to social marketing um, from you know, the old Smokey the Bear, only you can stop forest fires to, you know, various social causes. And they've done a lot of good for the in the world, like teen pregnancies down. That was purposeful. That was an intention. Smoking is way down. That was an intention. There were various things that they put into place to discourage people from starting to smoke and to encourage people uh, to stop smoking. So it was being done on both ends, you know, discourage the starting and also encourage um, stopping smoking. All of that was done with a very good intent, and they tried various things to do that. And um, so, anyway, if we go back to gosh, it would have been 2011. You know, I was just getting into the uh, beginning parts of the psychological operations course, which is almost a year long at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And one of the first books they gave us right out the gate was by this guy named Robert Cialdini. So Robert Cialdini wrote this book many, many years ago. It's been through a couple of editions. It's called uh, Psycho- or Influence, The Art of Persuasion. And it's a book I've read now at least 10 or 15 times. I keep referring back to it, keep rereading it, finding little nuggets every single time. Because it really is the be- uh, really the beginner stage and what I would recommend anyone begins with when they want to get into persuasion. Um, Another book that is really, really good is uh, uh, Dale Carnegie, you know, the um, Win Friends and Influence People, another great book I would really recommend. 
So I just want to put this in context for what we're going to be using persuasion for. Um, a lot of times when you hear it in context text of online businesses or among some of my colleagues, uh, we're going to talk about influence from the marketing perspective and trying to get people to purchase your products. So trying to gain a following, you know, everything that you have to do takes them from gold to warm to a hot prospect and then ultimately get them to convert um, into a product or into a purchase. Uh, we're going to be doing it from a bit of a different context because most of us, if you're in an operator role, I've said it before, I'll say it again, we're in the people business first. Um, operators do deal with systems. We do deal with tech and all that stuff. But in my role, in my experience as an operator, my greatest asset and my greatest contribution was to be the best leader on the team and to really provide that leadership so the team coalesced around me and was willing to follow me, take my directions, um, take my uh, orders, for lack of a better word. I, I don't like putting that word in, in this context because you're not really going to win anyone by just ordering them around. That's not the job market of today. It just isn't. And on Friday, I'll, I'll be, we'll break from the influence series for an interview I just did yesterday, which was really good. Um, let me just pull up my notes from that interview. Uh, it was with Mark Hirschberg, and he wrote a book called The Career Toolkit. So that interview is coming out on Friday. And the interesting thing that Mark talked about was that in the job market of today, it's so fluid and our employees have so many different options. They're not just stuck to us. And we really have to be careful and be aware of how we're influencing our team and how we're purposely leading them in the right direction and to not only get the job done, but to really expand their skills, increase their capacity, move them forwards with the company so that they not only have job satisfaction, they have motivation, but also we're looking at the long-term prospect of keeping them on the team and moving them up into further uh, levels of the company where they're able to take on additional responsibilities, get promoted from within. You see this a lot within companies where a company will grow from 20 to 100 people and the people that were there at the beginning are the people that are end up being there as you grow to scale. Um, that's the ideal. That's really what we want to be growing our team members into. We want to grow them into the leaders of tomorrow. You're not going to win every time. So it's definitely, like, let's start with that idea right out the gate. You're not going to be able to influence everyone to come up with you. But we can use some of these triggers of influence and persuasion to better position ourselves to be that uh, magnanimous leader on the team that inspires everyone to follow us. Uh, a leader does do that. A leader inspires people. A leader motivates people. A leader uses various mechanisms and various tools to do that. And that's really, that's the framing of how we're going to approach this idea of influence. And I really like that perspective because it's so different from what we typically see in the marketing industry, which that has its place. So I, I'm definitely not discounting that at all. If you want to keep leveling up your influence game, um, perhaps in the future, I'll redo this series from the marketing perspective of different uh, mechanisms and different levers of influence that you can pull during uh, a marketing campaign to trigger people into the purchase, to pull them along and make get them to make a decision. We will be going through all of those um, if I do, do it from a marketing perspective. Uh, but very much from the operations and team leader perspective is how we'll be doing this. So if you don't have either of those two books, I'd recommend going out and getting them right away. Um, it's Both are very useful books to have in your library as you 
more than know by now, I'm a huge believer in reading. Um, our interview from last week with Nikki Ballou, uh, one thing that Nikki says is leaders are readers, period. Um, I just watched a podcast episode with... Um, with Russell Brunson, where like one of his top tips of how he became a millionaire was he reads and he reads all the time. Um, even Mark Hirschfeld, uh, from that interview that's coming out Friday, he actually created this, this new thing called the brain bump app, which is really interesting. And I'll, I'll probably find a way to uh, feature it here. What the brain bump app does is it allows you to put those little nuggets of information into an app so you can recall them easily. But I would strongly urge you to get those books, start reading them, go along with this series and, and read uh, along with the, the text. Uh, it's really going to help put a lot of things into context. See it from the method that uh, Cialdini was applying it for sure. But then you'll be able to see how I put a little spin on it to uh, show how I've used it as an operator, as a team leader, not only within the business, but also a lot of the stuff I did in the military because I was a team leader in the military as well and had many people working under me. Um, like all these tools come into great effect. So pay attention uh, for these next episodes. We'll probably figure out a way to release it in some other format uh, just because it's really, really valuable information. Um, but look forward to having you there. Um, please do shout if you have any questions along the way because it's going to get into some pretty good topics here. And yeah, I'll see you tomorrow with part one of the Influence series uh, just to go along. And part one is going to be all about uh, reciprocation, so uh, reciprocity, and we'll see how we can incorporate that into our jobs as operators. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you then. And yes, operators, lead the way. Hey, before you bounce out of here, I have a free strategy session available exclusively for my podcast audience. In this 30-minute phone call, we'll unveil the immediate steps you can take to operationalize your business and put you back in the driver's seat. Just go to www.adamliette.com and click start here.